welcome to Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter. And today we are going to talk about courage. But first, a word from our sponsor. CMF Curo is a Catholic healthcare ministry that provides families nationwide with a better solution centered around the whole health, spirit, mind, and body. CMF Curo partners with one of the nation's leading health-sharing ministries so that its members can share their medical burdens in community. At CMF Curo, members also invest in their whole health with access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthcare.com to learn more about CMF Curo. That's MyCatholicHealthcare.com. Welcome back. Um, off air, we were talking about some YouTube video that we remembered uh about John Paul II, because today we're going to talk about him a little mm -hmm. bit. But uh, Gustavo Ivan and I ha have talked about this yeah. outside of the podcast. And I had never seen it until you guys mentioned it uh -huh. to me. We're talking about this this video that we're going to put in the show notes about John Paul II. Um, there were like three different occasions, I think, that this um, character went to the Vatican to perform in front of the, the Holy Father um, Hapo the clown, I think it's yeah. He also performed called. for him like in Spain though, mm. like at a plaza or something. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, uh -huh. no, but he did perform in the Vatican too. Um, that's that's probably where mm -hmm. like the the first uh thing is like he had a magician where he was like the sideshow, yeah. you know, and then in the and other two that I saw, was, yeah, he oh was like this thing, and it was like very innocent and yeah, exactly and very like. Childish, childish Child, humor. Childlike, you know, yeah. he, he's he's a clown. He's like a like a imagine a street performer, mm. right? You know, but um, you know, John Paul II was like crying, laughing, um, because of uh of this performance, and it was just so. I, I guess that was like the first time that I saw a pope mm -hmm. laugh. You know, yeah, because yeah. you you see them like this, like very like because he's not just laughing; he's like seriously. Losing it. Losing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He's like lost all composure and he's like bent over because this guy's just doing his routine. And it's super awesome to watch because he's, first of all, he has the, the most amazing like smile, mm -hmm. right? He just like lights up when he smiles. But the fact that he's like bent over, I'm sure his stomach hurt like crazy <laughs> because I've had instances where you're laughing like that and it's, I, and he was like, I don't know, he wasn't that like that old yet, but this guy was killing him in terms of like how a comic kills. You know what I mean? Yeah. This guy's name is Diego Pool or Pule. Um, and it, it says here in this article that I pulled up that he performed for the Pope like in six different occasions. Wow. Wow. That's insane. That's I amazing. mean, to be brought back six different times. I that's, know. That's a big deal. Because you know the show. Right? Yeah. When when I went to see Seinfeld, I'm like, okay, I laughed, but I knew most of his jokes. But do you think he switched it up every 
Maybe not every, yeah, like, no, all he, six times. It was like di different routines. Yeah. Okay. You know how like clowns have like different yeah. um, like boxed routines that they can switch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going once a year, you know? Yeah. Um, so Got to change the material, you know? Stand up 101. <laughs> That's Seriously. pretty cool. Though. That's so cool to see. Mm -hmm. So check out the video. We'll, we'll post it or just Google it. You'll, yeah. you'll be able to it is come across it. When, when you guys first mentioned it to me, you're like, oh, you did, did, have you seen the video with the clown and JP2? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, that sounds weird. That sounds so bizarre. <laughs> but then I watched Why? it. I was like, man, I mean, this is so it cool. It doesn't sound that bizarre because then you see pictures of John Paul II holding a koala yeah. you know, <laughs> in Australia. So it's like, it's not too far-fetched. Mm -hmm. But anyways, Ivan, kick us off uh, with what we're talking about today. No, so... You know, being growing up in in the, in the youth ministry world, I was a part of the youth ministry world for a long time, and you know, you always got to find different ways to to evangelize the teens, to talk to them, to you know, to really relate to them. <clears throat> and you know, you obviously you go to scripture, you use quotes from saints, different things, testimonies. You know, I feel like testimonies are always such a good way of really. Like if you don't really know how to live your faith and you hear somebody else's testimony and all the struggles or whatever they've been through and you can find one thing that you relate to them, um, that's a big thing, when, uh, testimonies. <clears throat> but one of the things that really works in youth ministry, uh, actually that helped me a lot was, you know, the, the words that you see in scripture and the words that St. John Paul II really echoed throughout his whole papacy was the words, do not be afraid or be not afraid. Um, in our world today, many people, many different people, be it, you know, married couples, parents, single people, youth, et cetera, you know, they all have fears that keep them from living their lives to the fullest. Mm -hmm. Um, and we see that perfectly in our world today. Um, you know, either, you know, it keeps them from living their lives to the fullest or taking the next steps or truly entering into a relationship with our Lord. Uh, and there are obviously, you know, many different things that can cause fear, right? You know, maybe it's someone, you know, becoming a parent for the first time, uh, or maybe somebody who's afraid of being a parent. Mm -hmm. Or spiders. Or spiders. <laughs> or bears. I or, love bears. Wait, or or spiders? Yeah. Spiders is a big one. Spiders. Dude, what is that statistic about? Like, you will swallow, I don't know how many spiders in your sleep. In your lifetime? In your lifetime. <laughs> like, really? Really? <laughs> Where do you live? What filth are you living amongst? I, I don't know. <laughs> right? So let me guess. You're afraid of spiders, Gustavo? <clears throat> I used to be. Mm. Big time. Sure. Used to be. Yeah. You know what the most terrifying thing is? Till this day, I think I would like lose it if this <laughs> happens to me again. When you step on a spider and then you lift up your foot and like a billion spiders start running amok. Dude, that's never happened to me and I'm so glad. Oh my goodness. I'm not afraid of spiders, but I feel like that image of yeah. just seeing a ton of spiders. Yeah, I'm not afraid of spiders anymore. When I was a kid, I was. Everyone is the bravest until the cockroach starts flying. <laughs> I just translated that from Spanish. <laughs> ¿Cómo se dice en español? Todo mundo es valiente hasta que vuela la cucaracha. It sounds way better in Spanish. You know? <laughs> Fear not. Yeah. Because we're here to talk about not being afraid. Yeah. And, 
you know, all three of us have experienced fear at a certain point of our mm-hmm. lives. I don't think mm-hmm. there's any any human being on this earth who, you know, el que sea más macho, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like everyone is afraid, oh, yeah, yeah. has had, has been afraid of something. Yeah. And, and it and it all comes down to how how do we overcome it? So, mm-hmm. how did you guys overcome? So, it? I'll jump in real quick because there's different stages of life that you are afraid of different things, right? I mean, maybe like spiders is when you're a kid or stuff like that. The dark or adult, the dark or an adult now, like Gustavo. Yeah, or like forever. Uh, um, <laughs> or clowns, like people that are afraid. Dude, of clowns. Be, that's a legit fear. It is. It really mm-hmm. is. It was not a case for so saying jump of off. Clowns, if you're afraid of clowns, don't watch the JPT. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you will think that he is actually killing him. I so. mean, he's no Pennywise, but you know, <laughs> pretty mild. Sorry, you were going to say. Yeah. Um, till this day, I have a very vivid memory of my dad not coming home. Dude. It's, a, it's wow. crazy. Because That's profound. My dad. My dad would um my dad loves basketball and he used to love and go see the the local team la maquina guinda you know in, <laughs> in nogales <laughs> that's the name of the team i'm sorry no, that's funny um and and he would go like pretty much to every game when when they were in season um and i would sometimes go with him um but if i had school or homework or something i wouldn't go but I knew more or less what time he would come home. My dad is a creature of habit. He was always very consistent with his with his day. So I pretty much knew what to expect. Uh-huh. I knew what time he left for work. I knew what time he came from work. I knew what time he dozed off watching the baseball game. I knew what time he went to sleep. It's everything. It was very predictable. And it gave me really good stability, uh-huh. right? Because you always expect and, and when you're a kid, that stability. Um, but this one time he went to a basketball game and I usually knew, okay, he's back around eight ish or nine ish or whatever. This time he didn't come. It was like 1130 at night. And my dad was like nowhere in sight. And back then, no cell phones, no nothing. Right. And I'm just like terrified that he's not coming back. And you with your mom? Yeah. Yeah. I was in the house with my siblings and my mom and whatever. And they're like, just like doing whatever and i'm just panicking by myself and how old were you um seven or eight maybe Mm. yeah dude you know and i was like crying by myself in the living room because i didn't know where he was and come to know later the next day because i felt i had to go to sleep and he never came back right so i cried myself to sleep essentially and the following day I found out that the game had gone into like three overtimes. I was just going to say wow. that. Like triple overtime. Yeah, triple overtime. <laughs> it was just like an amazing like nail biter of a game and nobody left. The, mm. the stadium was like packed literally until the buzzer sounded at the end. And that was the reason, you know, but that uncertainty of like, okay, for, I'm used to him being home at X time when he goes to a basketball game or when we go to a basketball game. So that is like, vivid vividly uh a vivid memory that i have of like me having a fear that i can that i can if i close my eyes i see it to this day mm-hmm. gustavo hates the machina game <laughs> <laughs> dude i had that fear of like my parents not coming home mm-hmm. so much when i was a kid as well like 10 11 that they would start to leave me by myself 
when they were running errands or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It'd be like they should be here by now. Yeah. And they don't no cell phones. You only have landlines, but who do you call? You yeah. don't know. Uh, you don't know who they're hanging out with or whatever. Yeah. Um, because you're ten, they don't tell you everything. Um, but yeah, that is that's a very real fear. Um, Emilio right now is going through a stage where he's afraid of the dark, even though he has three nightlights in his bedroom, which usually means that I sleep on the floor those nights, which is fantastic. Been there, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that every kid goes through yeah. that, but it's more like a grown-up um, version of fear. I think the the time that I have been the more the most scared was um when actually when Emilio was born um Diana had a hemorrhage and we didn't know mm-hmm. so she was recouping from uh from labor <clears throat> and uh I was talking to her and all of a sudden like she vanishes like she passes out so I called the nurse right away and um th- like in maybe like five seconds, kid, you nod. Like I do, I just remember the nurse like saying, "There's a code something mm-hmm. in room blah blah blah," which we were. Easily, a dozen people stormed the room, all around Deanna's bed, um, start a transfusion of blood into her, and all these other things that are happening. While I'm while that is happening, I'm in the room holding Emilio in one arm, who is like maybe six hours old, and my rosary in the other hand. And a social worker comes in and she's like, Would you like to go to another room while they mm. um try to resuscitate her? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, that's scary. Well, I don't think resuscitate is like the, the right word, but you know, like she came back to uh, consciousness, but they were, she had lost a lot of blood. Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically. And I was like, no, I'm going to stay here. I, I don't want to not know what's happening. And, and kid you not, like that was like the, the first time that I was like, one of my worst fears is. I cannot do this by myself, you know, and and losing the love of your life, obviously. Um, and to, to today is like we have this joke. The and I was like, you are not allowed to die. Like we forbid each other <laughs> to to die because we know that we cannot do it um, on our own. Um, but you know, uh, Mama Mary came through, and here we are. Everyone's healthy, and um, all the all these things happen when you are in the thick of it. I do remember after everything, um, after she was already stable and whatnot, I remember that she had morphine in her system, and she looks at me and, and goes, I'm fine. Like, I feel really good. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I know That's why you're That's the morphine good. talking, That's baby. That's the morphine talking. So I walk out. Uh, the the room and I'm walking to the chapel in, in uh, Mercy Gilbert and uh, I just like break down crying like okay Lord like what was this about I didn't like this at all like this is not not cool 
But uh, now I can laugh about it, right? Because um, these are the kind of um, re reminders, well, the, the kind of situations where it's very difficult to remember those words, be not afraid. Mm -hmm. And um, and courage is, uh, usually people think of courage as in the absence of fear, but really uh, FDR said that it, it's not the absence of fear, but rather the assessment that something else is more important than, than fear to overcome that. And in our case, being Catholic is just to lean heavily on divine providence is what's going to get us through. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a, that's a crazy story. It is crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's scary. Like I, mm -hmm. I think anytime when any anytime when it comes to childbirth, especially I mean, we all have kids and you know, just to be in that position that's yeah, like major props to you for staying strong in that situation. Cause that's thank you. That's hard. Yeah, um, for me in the in the father stage, the one time that I recall being like crazy afraid was when Ana Lucia was like um fourteen months. Or 10 months. I don't remember. Um, we went over to my brother's house to watch the Super Bowl. And they had like a coffee table, like a glass uh, dining table. Oof. And she was in her walker. And she was like super active. She was like, just like bounce up and down in that thing. And she would just like, she couldn't walk very well. But she would just like push herself and propel herself backwards. <laughs> so she pushed herself into the corner of the glass table. Ugh. And and Alicia's like till this day she's like super strong, you know. She she if if she can avoid crying, she will avoid it. She just like eats all that pain. So um she was, she didn't cry necessarily, she just got like a little like fuzzy or whatever, but she didn't like cry, cry. So we were like, okay, she's fine. And a couple of hours later, as we were going home, she vomited in the car. No, no. And we're like, oh, well, she must have eaten something or algo le cayó mal. You know, she, something didn't sit right. That's no, a sign of concussion. Yeah. And then we were, we kept driving. And before we got home, she vomited again. And then a light click in Carolina's head is like, oh, my gosh, she hit her head. And we, like, took her to the hospital. And sure enough, she had a concussion. So... They did a bunch of tests on her. She couldn't keep anything down. She couldn't keep water down. She couldn't anything. And she really didn't like being like contained. And they did have to do an MRI on her. Oh. So they had to strap her in and put her in these like weird restraints that they have for babies because they cannot move at all. And to hear her crying like that and because she's contained and, and you don't know what's up. You know, in a small baby's head, and she's been puking for the past hour, and you're like, "What's gonna happen? You know, what's gonna happen to like my baby, to my dearest creature ever?" That is like something that I wish upon no one. You know, that uncertainty, and thankfully everything worked out. After a while, in observation, she started like coming back into it, and. The test came back like negative, I would say. Always messes me up. Is it positive or is it negative? <laughs> I know. Right? Michael Scott has this problem. I know. Right? So everything was okay. 
Okay. Yeah. And we were let go to the house. And before it was just like, I, I hope this never happens again because it's like terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, I mean, obviously, especially when it comes to being a parent, like we all have fears. Um, but, you know, the cool thing is that our Lord constantly reminds us in scripture, you know, to not be afraid. Um, the actually be not afraid shows up in scripture 360 times in one form or another, either wow. be not afraid, uh, do not be afraid, have no fear, you know, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so what better way to remind us not to be afraid than having a daily scripture for pretty much a whole year. Yeah. You know, anytime you're going through something, your wife is going through labor and scary stuff. Your daughter hits her head. You have this crazy dream that gives you so much fear. You know, the, the fact that you have scripture right there that you can just mm -hmm. break it open and just spend time with the Lord and him just letting you know to not have fear. Like that's an idea for a Catholic calendar. Oh yeah. yeah. Like 365 Absolutely. things that you can peel and it tells you like the yeah, yeah, piece yeah. of scripture. That Maybe there is idea. one. And if there isn't, Let's do it. That's an idea right there. Um, so this whole word of, you know, be not, do not be afraid, be not afraid, have no fear, you know, pretty much. And we talk about J John Paul II, but he pretty much became the poster child, which mm -hmm. sounds kind of weird to say, but he became the poster child to the words, do not be afraid. Um, and he echoed this phrase throughout his whole entire papacy uh, and Catholics and even non-Catholics around the world remember him for this phrase. Um, St. John Paul II said, uh, when on October 22nd, 1978, you know, he said, I said the words, be not afraid in St. Peter's Square. I could not fully know how far they would take me in the entire church. Their meaning came more from the Holy Spirit, the consoler promised by the Lord Jesus to his disciples than from the man who spoke them. So he didn't really intend to do, to use those words. Like in that audience on October 22nd, it's almost like, you know, he, he knew what he was going to say. And then just like the Holy Spirit in that moment, you know, popped these words into his heart. Mm -hmm. And he said these words. And yeah, I mean, JP2 went on to do so many incredible things, visited so many countries. Mm -hmm. He went to Mexico, what, four times, five times? At least. Yeah. yeah. He went to Monterrey once. Yeah. Went to, you know, did so many incredible things. But the thing... The thing that we that I really remember him is just by using it's no for sure the theology of the body that's another thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's there's so many there's so yeah, many there's things. so many things. But do not be afraid is one of his most recognizable quotes. I think I don't want to say catchphrase because it's not a catchphrase, but um, <laughs> the, there is a um, I don't know if it's a playlist or an album on Spotify that is just like John Paul II speeches. Ooh, I need to look into that. Yeah, and um, you should put it on the show notes. Yes, I will. Um, but you know, it's it's so nice to like hear his his, his voice. He's like knowing that he had like a, a background in theater, being a thespian or, or whatnot. Um, just how booming his voice was, especially speaking in the thick Polish accent. You know. Open up the doors to Jesus Christ. You know? <laughs> JP2 reincarnated, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so it, it really 
like I don't remember like if you ask me right now how does uh, Benedict the 16th voice sound like I cannot tell you but I can do a, a, a impersonation of John Paul II. You do a mean one too so yeah thank you thank you yeah um one of his one of his most famous quotes uh he says do not be afraid do not be satisfied with mediocrity put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch i plead i plead with you never ever give up on hope never doubt never tire and never become discouraged be not afraid dude i feel like that's his yeah that's like that's deep right there that's that's so deep Oh, that's why I remember the Duke in Altum mm. because he is like put yeah, out yeah, into yeah. the deep put out or into the, the catch. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, that, that uh, if that doesn't light a fire in your belly, oh, I don't know for real. what it's going mm -hmm. to because it, it, it's a, uh, where did I listen to it recently that it, Jesus loathes lukewarmness, lukewarmness. Mm. Either it, for him is like either you are like on fire mm -hmm. for the faith, like he would rather you be a staunch uh, atheist who negates the existence of God rather than you being lukewarm. Like mm -hmm. he vomits. Like this. Like yeah, scripture this, says that he will vomit him out. Yeah, spit him out rather. Um, it's like this, you know, like sense of like your body or Jesus' body, like ejecting that and, and, mm -hmm. and rather rejecting that. Um, it is very powerful to the point where I'm like, so I, I do, I am afraid of like being lukewarm at mm -hmm. times, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that the key here is not being, um, satisfied with mediocrity that's like a very very um tangent reality um what am i trying tangible. to say tangible thank mm -hmm. you tangent is a math term <laughs> or the things that i usually take us on on the podcast <laughs> that, that too but sorry for that tangent there you go <laughs> but and, I used to and jp2 i think was also he did a lot of work with young people, mm -hmm. you know, so at a certain degree, he really meant it for young people because he knew they were the future of the church. Absolutely. So about not being afraid is, it's like, make sure you take everything you need for the journey because mm -hmm. there will be challenges. Mm -hmm. You know, even Jesus said, you know, I'm sending you out among the wolves. Um, and, John Paul II really echoed that with that message. Yeah, I think the the words for me that stick out is <clears throat> when he says, never ever give up on hope, never doubt, never tire, never become discouraged. Because it's it's so easy to hear those words, but then when you find yourself in a situation where you're like, crap, what am I going to do? Like, mm -hmm. Or something bad happens something in your marriage, something with your kids at work, you know, God forbid, you know, an illness or something. And you're yeah. like, how the heck is this going to get better? Yeah. And you try to find ways like, how is this going to get better? And it's so easy to just be stuck in this hole, in this box that you just feel like, mm -hmm. no te puede salir, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of that got 
put into light with COVID for a lot of people. Absolutely, yeah. You know, a lot of people got tested. And, and I remember early on in the pandemic, I was like crazy, not like super afraid or whatever, but just like yeah. the uncertainty. Yeah. You know, we always fear the uncertainty. We fear the unknown. And, and I think a lot of people got stuck in there. Oh, the media didn't help either, you know, but yeah, um, we got to remind ourselves that there's good, mm-hmm. you know, there's good in the world. And, yeah. and that constant reminder and, and that, that echoing words, we should have a poster of it, you know, put out into the deep. Mm-hmm. You know, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. T-shirt idea. Mm. <laughs> you um, you know, so, you know, we're always going to have, uh, setbacks and, and barriers in front of us that keep us from from moving forward or to you know finding a solution um you know but one thing that we have to remember is that the battle has been won and we have been redeemed amen by god um you know the enemy is always going to whisper that we aren't good that we can't succeed that things are going to get better whatever the case may be the, um, the things are not the things are not yes mm-hmm. Um, but why should we stay down when the Lord is always going to be there to pick us mm-hmm. back to, yeah, to pick us up? Um, I, so I recently, and you know, the whole, this whole time I'm like thinking of like, should I say this? Should I not like Holy Spirit moment, whatever it is. Um, I had this dream that it really, really kicked my ass to, <laughs> just to, 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 to be honest. Um, hang on. Is it a recurring dream? No. Okay. No, 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 no. It just happened one time. And full disclosure, it was just a dream. But it, it's it's all like I can just like picture some things. I don't I can't really see it. Yeah, like it's it's kind of weird. But anyways, it was me and it was Lily, and there was some other people there. I don't know what happened, but somebody tried to hurt Lily, and I killed this person. I don't know who it was. Yikes. I don't know who it was. But in that moment, and it's crazy because even now when I'm thinking about it, I get a little bit of, a little emotional. But even when I woke up in the morning, I was thinking about it and I shared it with Nayeli and she's like, man, your eyes are getting a little teary. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, because it really messed me up. Really vivid. Yeah. Because so I, in that moment when I killed this person, I thought to myself, do I run away? Mm-hmm like right then and there and never see my daughter again or face the consequence do i stay there and hold her for a little bit longer and then be taken away yikes and yeah so again if you walked into this halfway <laughs> this is a dream he's talking i didn't about. kill anyone <laughs> but that night my wife and i went to the well shout out to the well chilo stephanie y'all are awesome um and during adoration I just kept going back to this dream and I was like, Lord, what the heck? Like, <laughs> why am I? And every time I would think about it, I would just start crying. Mm. Like, even when I, you can hear it, but yeah. And I still don't know what to make of it. Like, I still don't know. Like, like, I, I don't know. I really don't. But it just, there's like this fear of like, man, like, what would I do if, I wasn't able to see my kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Dude, that fear, I think, like, once you become a parent, like, oh, the, dude, the fear of losing you. your children. At the top dude. of the line. Mm-hmm. That never leaves you. Top of the list, not top of the line, top mm-hmm. of the list. Mm-hmm. 
So, que se te pierda uno. Oh my gosh, oh, man. man. It's losing it's, one of your kids. So like, just, you don't know where he is. Ugh. Yeah, I've been just wrestling with the Lord. Like, what does this mean? Because every time I think about just that moment of staying with Lily and being with her for a little bit longer, I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just crazy. Um, so, stay tuned for <laughs> what the Lord will see. reveal to <laughs> Ivan about his dream. But, um, Yeah, man. So with all that said, like, why should we take these like these words to heart? The do not be afraid. Well, St. John Paul II said peoples and nations of the entire world need to hear these words. Their conscience needs to grow in the certainty, certainty that someone exists who holds in his hands the destiny of this passing world and that someone is love. Mm. You know, God is love. And if we truly understand that, then we no longer have the fear of the present world situation. Even if it grows darker, mm-hmm. even if tomorrow everything goes to the crapper, even if we don't have the answers tomorrow, like God is love and he's in control of it no matter what, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, I've been, I've been thinking about that, how um, I, w- I was also thinking like we can riff on another episode out of this and like, The world has gone mad. <laughs> What do we do now? You know? Or like, everything sucks. What do we do now? Um, I think that um, as Catholics, we are always going to be running uh, or swimming against uh, the current, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Chesterton said that only something that is alive can swim up the, the current because mm-hmm. it's, it's, you're dead and you're like being swept away by by it yeah so it is a tall order and and we we are here living in the world but we are not of the world mm-hmm. we are destined for for heaven that's our final destination um, if we if we do things right um It is, uh, I don't know, I'm going to take it back to uh, uh, St. Teresa of Lisieux, that this is our ship, and, and, and this is uh, where we get to, this is the medium that we get to get to our final destination. So mm-hmm. d- don't be afraid. Um, accomplish what the Lord willed for you to do, and you'll be fine. Um, Courage. Yeah, you're going to have dark days. You're going to have days that you just, mm-hmm. you feel like it's so hard to get out, but you have 365 daily reminders that just the Lord has so much in store for us, so much that he wants us to do, and he just calls us not to be afraid. Amen to that. Dukinaltum. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of Arbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the show, please consider subscribing to the podcast, sharing it on social media, leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and recommending it to your friends and family. If you see us on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like our videos, and turn on, turn on notifications so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you didn't like it, well, just keep it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. 
On Instagram, we are at Barbatos Catholic Podcast. You can send us an email at hello at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com. And on the web, we are at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com, where you'll find the show notes for this episode and more. And uh, yeah, check out, um, open your Bible and do not be afraid. Afraid, take heart, um, be courageous, and bless the lens. Casey, pray, pray for us. Until the next time. A la madre no grabó. No mames. ¿Me usted? <laughs> <laughs> Do not be afraid. Be not, you should leave that as a blueprint. Be not afraid. <laughs> like at the end. <laughs>